that rather Cavaliers Cleveland broadcast podcast for the Cleveland Cavaliers that's rather Cavaliers sitting here topping it up and talking it up for the big win tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers 107 to 90 as we talking to you tonight on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and we're bringing it live on the Know-It-Alls Network on YouTube this evening to talk up and chalk up the big-time win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's go and talk about it, fellas. I'm sitting here with my co-host, my man Tate, and my man BP, kicking it up in Cleveland land. Tate, talk to me, man. What's going on tonight with that rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast? Hey man, it yeah. was a uh, it was a big win. I would I would arguably probably say the uh, the best win the Cavs had this year when I when I consider both offensively and defensively the way that they played is after the first six minutes of the game. After that first six minutes, they played the best basketball to me that they played all year. I saw a lot of things I liked. I think a lot of questions going to come out of this game from some of the things we saw. But, you know, that's just some of the stuff we'll get into with, with, with me, you, and BP in here. For sure, for sure. BP, I'm tossing it up on that's rather Cavaliers Cavs podcast to talk about the big win 107 to 90 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Talk to me about your first impressions of the game this evening. No, it was a, it was a great win for the Cavs. I looked at this game as almost like a game seven. I mean, I actually was a little bit nervous about this game. So this game was a huge, like, gut check, you know? And the Cavs passed with flying colors. Garland was elite tonight. I mean, he put on a show. And he really proved why he was an all-star last year. That wasn't any hometown fluke from last you know, last year's all-star game. This was Cavaliers basketball at its best. All, you know, five or six guys really shined. So this is a huge win. Now we're back in this series. Like I said before, we did our podcast last week. This is going to be a seven-game series, a dogfight. And that's what we got here with the Knicks. But again, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, for sure, for sure, man. You're good. You're good. Hey, so I just want to ask both of you guys a quick question before we get in a breakdown about positions and scoring and what we saw going on on the floor. How do you feel that the Cavaliers crowd played into the big win tonight for Cleveland? VP, I'm going to ask you first. What did that cloud, that crowd do to electrify the Cleveland Cavaliers? I'm glad you asked that because I was watching the Sacramento game last night, you know, late last night against Golden State, and their crowd was electric. I mean, they that was like the old Sacramento back in that old Cowbell arena they had. And I was thinking the Cavs crowd did not bring it on Saturday night. They just didn't. Too many corporate people and not, you know, not enough, you know, crazy fans. But tonight they brought it. But, you know, in the end, it's up to the team to bring the energy to, you know, play winning basketball, play aggressive. The Cavs came out aggressive. Jared Allen, he was aggressive tonight. He did what he's supposed to do. Evan Mobley had a double-double. So I love what the Cavs did tonight, and the crowd took took their cues from the players. For sure, for sure. Tate, that crowd was rocking and rolling tonight in Cleveland. Talk to me, man. How did it energize the Cavs this evening for big-time basketball going on in Cleveland? Well, man, you said the same thing the other night that BP just said about the crowd in Cleveland on Saturday night, and I didn't disagree with you, and I don't disagree with him now about talking about the game crowd in game one, but the the, the Cavs didn't give them anything to cheer about in game one. That was the difference in, in, in the, I think, the energy in the crowd, and I think 
once the Cavs started to come back after the first six minutes in the first quarter, I think the Knicks might have been up 14 to 4, 12 to 4, something like that early. Um, once once the Cavs, Cavs got going, Garland started hitting some shots because even Garland himself looked a little bit, looked like the moment was a little bit big, is what is what Chase said in our in our in our game game time chat that uh Garland looked a little bit like the moment might have been too big, but once I mean I think him and Mitchell had a talk. Mitchell told man, look for your shot, be aggressive. And once Garland seen a couple go down, and he got to the free throw line a lot of times in the first half. Probably about 10, 12 times in the first half. Yes, sir. So once Garland started hitting some shots, I mean, the energy was just growing and growing and growing. And I mean, I really think Garland was the catalyst to a lot of the, the energy. And Donovan Mitchell, I think only scored 17 points. Yeah. Yeah, he was way under his average. Way under his but, average. But 13 assists. Oh, yeah. yeah. 13 assists. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the backcourt was the catalyst. The front court did what they needed to do. Uh, Evan Mobley, 13 and 13, went 6 of 11 from the field. That's good. I would say I probably would want him at about maybe about 8, eight or 9 out of 15. 15 shots make 8 or 9 of them. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll take the 13, 13, double, double. And uh, Jared Allen was one point short of a double-double. So I like what the uh, – and what I said the other day on, on our on our uh, wrap-up show for game one, yeah. I said Garland, Mobley, and Levert got to give us more. And they yeah. all gave us more. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. BP, talk to me about the big game play tonight for Karis Levert off the bench for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, this is the Karis LeVert we thought we were going to get when we traded for him last year from Indiana Pacers. I mean, he was fantastic, you know, looking to score, going to that mid-range game. I've said he's almost like DeMar DeRozan when he goes to the mid-range game around the foul line. He doesn't shouldn't always rely on, uh, you know, the three ball because that's erratic. But when he goes to the basket, he's long. I've seen him up close. He's 6'6", and he's, you know, highly skilled. This guy is not making $19 million a year for nothing. He's a hell of a ball player. I've seen him score 50 against the Celtics and, you know, 41 against the Celtics, 50 against, uh, you know, for when play broke the This guy can score. He was fantastic tonight. And he, he was, him and Garland were the main keys to the win. So, Karis LeVert, man, I, I hope he keeps this up because when he's on, we usually win. For sure, for sure. Tate, you called it like you said it. You said Karis LeVert's got to be the man. For me, yeah, we had a big game out of Garland. But talk to me about maybe an MVP performance of game two off the bench for Karis LeVert this evening. Man, well, I think the fact that Okoro got an early foul trouble in the first quarter, two quick fouls that precipitated LeVert coming in the game. They, they probably brought Chetty in first, but JB decided to stay with that with that offensive rotation. Mm. Took you know, so when you when you flipping Chetty and Lavert in and out for each other, they playing together. You got tertiary playmaking. Lavert is like a de facto third third lead guard with when Garland and Mobley. I mean, when Garland and Mitchell are in the game. So when you had that out there, and when when we, we can use Okoro's defense, but I and that that was one of the questions that I posed to you guys in the live chat in our chat was that. uh What's JB going to do, man? Do you think Lavert starts? I mean, does he change the starting lineup? Does he take Okor out and bring Okor in as a defensive piece off the bench? Mm. 
I mean, I uh, BP was saying in our in our in our game time chat that he could that he could like to see Stevens in. I would like to see Stevens too. I could see a role for Stevens. So I would like to see Stevens in. I think he could. I think the physicality that he brings matches up well against Julius Randle. Um, but but they you lack shooting when he's in. Another move I really like is the insertion of Danny Green into the rotation. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, he didn't do much. He had one shot. He went hit the second one. If he didn't step out of bounds, but I just I like the floor the floor spacing that that offers, and the and the and the veteran the veteran know how and know how to win a playoff game and get get guys in the right mind frame. So I like I like the insertion of Danny Green too. Also. For sure, for sure. Tay, we talked about that on a prior That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast, that Danny Green would be in the playoff rotation this year. Like you said, not a lot of shots, but good minutes off the bench for a veteran that's going to help us seal the deal on this seven-game series against the New York Knicks. Hey, so fellas, after first quarter, we're up 25-22. I want you guys to talk a little bit about the second quarter run that we have with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tell me what you like. And tell me what you didn't like and saw in that second quarter for Cleveland. Tate, talk to me first, man. What was your highlight of the second quarter for the Cleveland Cavaliers? My highlight was, man, just just the, the shot making of Darius Garland. I mean, that's that's what blew it open. I mean, and we and when we all know Darius Garland is a great three-point shooter. I mean, he just had he just had to seek his shot. There weren't no bad shots for him tonight. If he was if he missed the shot or it seemed like ill-advised shot, mm. he was he was just heat checking. Mm. There's nothing wrong with heat checking when you're going like Darius Garland was going tonight. So I feel like Darius Garland, again, was the catalyst to that second quarter where we doubled up the New York Knicks 34 to 17. Uh, for sure, for sure. BP, I'm liking what I'm hearing. Double up 34-17. Talk to me about that big second quarter for the Cavs. Yeah, one I took some notes, and I actually mentioned that Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett were were way off in the second quarter. So that really helped the Cavs. You know, like the, the, both those guys are lefties, and when their shots are off, that's good for us. So, and then Donovan Mitchell only had four points in the first quarter, but he had eight assists. So I mean, you're talking, you know, that's very un Donovan Mitchell. Like he he set a career high tonight in assists, eight assists yeah. with 13 yeah. assists. So I don't know if that's his. Playoff career high or his career high? Probably his career high, I would have to guess. But um, And Mobley, Mobley and Jared Allen were very active and very aggressive in the first half. That helped seal the deal for the Cavs. So Jared Allen, you know, he was getting a lot, keeping balls alive on the offensive glass. And, you know, he had a couple of bunch of block shots. And I think Mobley had, he was erratic in the beginning. I was concerned about Mobley to start the game. He had some kind of crazy looking hook shots and, you know, runners that looked a little awkward, but then he settled in. So th- tonight's game was extremely encouraging because Garland played well, Mobley played well, and and Levert played well. So you had three guys perform well tonight that did not perform well on Saturday. I'm feeling it and I'm digging it. Hey, fellas, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, we're going to take a quick pause and quick commercial break for that rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. <laughs> as we go live. So give us 10 seconds as we step back and pay some bills. Here we go for the commercial break. And welcome back to That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast on FFSN Sports Network here broadcasting live 
on YouTube, on Apple, on Spotify, on Stitcher, as I'm sitting there kicking it with that Rathers Cavalier crew, my boy BP, and of course my homeboy Tate, breaking it down for the big win of 107.90 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right, fellas, I heard what you had to say for that quarters one and two. Talk to me about the stretch out and stretching the lead in quarters three and four. Tate, holla at me. Quarter three, how do we break those Knicks down and get the victory this evening? Uh, I took some notes also, like BP said he got, man. Um, I really, I few things I liked, liked in the third quarter. I liked, if you guys remember the possession, where I mean, Julius Randle was trying to play bully ball in the paint and, you know, pushing. He was down low and had the ball in the block. And everybody, the, the bigs, the bigs were on him, Mobley and Allen. The guards dug, dug down um, Garland and Mitchell, and they end up causing a turnover. So I like, that was a possession I like because that just, showed the energy and the scrap that the Cavs were playing with in that in that third quarter. Sometimes you have a big lead like that, and you come out of the third quarter and kind of be lackadaisical and let 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 the lead get away. Yeah. You know, and then they let it get down as low as 16, but it it never got much lower than that. Um I like the fact that J JB decided to start Levert over a coral. I like Levert in the starting lineup in the third quarter. So obviously I think I probably like him starting the starting lineup in game three. In game three, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I already said like green in the rotation. Um, and the fact that we held New York, New York to 60 points through three quarters. That's Big. that's a win, that's a winning formula right there. That defense yeah. is a winning formula. And sure. a stat came up on the TNT broadcast that said the Cavs were 24 and one holding their opponents under 100 points, including tonight's game. 24 and one. Yeah. So I think there's there's your recipe to victory right there. Mm-hmm. Get that defense out there and hold that point opponent to under 100 points, and the odds are highly in the Cavs' favor that they could pull out a, a W in those games. For sure, for sure. BP, as we stretch the lead out from quarter two to quarter three, tell me what you've seen out of those Cavs tonight in the big win in Cleveland. Yeah, I agree with what Tate said where – you know, I was surprised to see Levert start the third quarter, but it was a very good move. I mean, I that's why I don't come too hard down on JB. He knows his players. He really – he's not the best X's and O guys when there's three minutes to go in a game. But, you know, he, he – that was a great move to start Levert because Levert went from 15 points all the way up to 22 points in that third quarter. He was on fire. And he was, you know, taking the ball to the basket. So – you know, that's, you know, that's where the percentages are when you go to the basket and not shooting threes where, you know, it's like 40% chance when Levert's going to the basket, it's a probably a 60% chance of making that bucket. So I also like Jared Allen, very aggressive in the third quarter. I mean, he had some tips, loose balls, blocks, and, you know, Donovan Mitchell started putting in some points too. He went from, you know, like eight points up to 15 points kind of quick. You know, he, he was looking to score a little bit more. So he wanted to get in on the action, but yeah, it was a ballsy move to sort of bench Okoro, who's started most of the games this year. And we all know that Okoro, he doesn't do well when he comes off the bench. So it's almost like they're writing him off. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens in the in game three. But on the road, he probably won't do that well anyway. So, you know, and Levert played for Brooklyn in the New York area. You know, he may want, he may want to just start Levert and, you know, go with, go with your veterans. And we need these wins. And I still think the Cavs can win this series, but, you know, We'll see what happens. But I think Levert is a key to this series, and I like the way he started uh, the third quarter. For sure, for sure. Tate, you had a second comment that you wanted to talk about a little bit with that third quarter. 
Yeah, man, I agree with what uh, BP is saying about Okoro. Um, but I think my personal opinion is JB can use him as a as a as a chess piece, as a defensive chess piece. You know, it saves it saves fouls. He he won't get fouls because he'll be in at critical times, which is critical defensive time. You get Levert on the on the floor with that tertiary playmaking, the extra playmaker, and scoring and some shooting. I mean, Levert doesn't want to shoot the three. He shoots the three because he's open. Yeah. So when he goes to the hole, it makes the defense come up to the line or drop off, and then he gets open three. Um, two two of the plays that I would be remiss not to mention in the game that I thought were incredible plays and made the crowd get into it even more were two plays that weren't even buckets. Yeah. Was was, was the missed dunk attempt by Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, they both went to the hole with reckless abandon, just you know, and that's just that's the kind of energy you want to see him play with, and those are the kind of things the crowd feeds off of. I think Evan Mobley probably got about five dunks, and Jared Allen, Jared Allen probably got about three dunks. Yeah, so you know, I mean, it really was it really was a great effort and a great game by the Cavs tonight. We just got to kind of bottle bottle that sauce and, and bring it back and bring it out on, on the next game three. For sure, for sure. There were some posters trying to be made in the NBA up in the LAND for the Cleveland Cavaliers on, on the game tonight, the 107-90 win. Hey, fellas, as we switch up and we get to the end, we're going to that fourth quarter. There were some shenanigans that went on in that fourth quarter, especially down the end with my man Julius Randle. But as I just want you guys to give me a little breakdown of what you saw in the fourth quarter and then what we need to do to carry on and carry this energy over to New York and the garden going forward with the Cleveland Cavaliers. BP, talk to me. What's going on with the Cavs in the fourth and carrying the energy to Madison Square Garden? I mean, the Cavs, you know, we've seen the Cavs actually lose some big leads this year. So, you know, they sort of, they luckily they sealed the deal. They stayed aggressive. Garland stayed aggressive on the offensive end. And again, the big guys, you know, they were making their, their putbacks, their dunks, the short little, you know, drop step baskets. And, um, you know, I just think the Cavs stayed. They kept their foot on the gas and they, you know, sort of took this one to vi victory. But I want to mention one thing. I said in our preview show back on Thursday night, yeah. usually the team that shoots better wins the game. Well, the Cavs yes, tonight shot 49% from the field. And then the Knicks shot like 35% from the field. And the Cavs shot 14 out of 33 on threes for 42%. That to me, and I've said before, on our Thursday preview show, when we make 12 threes, we usually win the game. And that was true again tonight. The other night, we only made 10 threes, and we lost the game. So that 12 made threes is a magic number. So keep your eye on that going forward in the series because that loosens up the defense. When guys are making threes, then it opens it up for the big guys. And, you know, for uh, Mobley, Allen, and even guys like Karis LeVert on his slashes to the basket. For sure, for sure. Tate, three is the magic number. But the fourth quarter was the magic win tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Talk to me, man, about what you saw in the fourth for the Cavs, big win this evening against the New York Knicks. Well, piggybacking off what BP just said about the Cavs shooting 42% from three, Chetty Osmond was one of seven. So take Chetty off, they probably shooting almost 50%, if not better. Mm. Um, great point, great point. Um, but Chetty missed some shots. I think there were shots he had to take and some he, need, he needs to make. Yeah. But Chetty, Chetty has six boards and played with outstanding hustle. Mm. So – just like kind of like Russell Westbrook the other night in the in the Clippers game against the Phoenix Suns, 
where he was a catalyst of winning, even though he was three and nineteen from the field, he still made basketball game winning plays. And that's kind of like Chetty was a factor in tonight's win, even though he didn't shoot well. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely aggressive defense for sure, Chetty. I think the uh, the little the little scuffle 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 buffle between Randall and Allen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Allen, Allen was just not giving up, giving up no easy basket. Mm. I don't think it was a flagrant foul. He was clearly going for the ball. I mean, you know, if the, the Knicks want to complain, let us have it. You guys up by 20. Well, then don't don't, don't try and go to the hole and, you know, get a quick basket. We're going to defend that. Yeah. So I wasn't mad at Jared Allen. I, don't, I really think it's much, much to do about nothing. But, you know, I mean, Darius Garland got hit several times. Uh, the, the guy, the kid from the from the Knicks, got uh, hit in the mouth, had a bloody mouth. I mean, it's just it, the physicality. Of this game, this this series has been the most physical of all the series I've watched thus far. Mm. I've watched probably what eight series going on. I've probably watched five or six of them, and this one thus far is has been the most physical. For sure, for sure, bodies flying all over the place in Cleveland. BP, talk to me, man, with that fourth quarter stretch and going down the little scuffle that we saw at the end between Julius Randle and my man Jared Allen for the Cavs win this evening. Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but, you know, Julius Randle is sort of like a, a Draymond Green type of guy, but he's more skilled than Draymond, but he is an irritant in my book. Mm. And he, uh, so, you know, I mean, Jared Allen's the nicest guy in the world, so... That, that guy is a super nice guy. He's not a dirty player at all. And so it's all, it's much ado about nothing. But, you know, believe me, uh, the fans looking forward to the next game on Friday, that's going to be a dogfight. I mean, you're, you're talking about the fans in New York. They've been waiting for this game for about 10 years mm. where they have a competitive team finally. And, uh, you know, the last time they won a series was 2013. So this is going to be a must see TV. The ratings are probably going to be excellent. Because I've been to some Cavs Knicks games this year, and there's been a ton of Knicks fans in the audience. So there's a, a the F Knicks fans are coming out of the woodwork for this stuff. So this is going to be must see TV. This is probably a six or seven game series, and uh, you know I hope we come out ahead. I think the Cavs can take one or two games in New York. I just think Donovan Mitchell didn't even play that well. I want to show up. So. A dogfight for sure going on to move the series to Madison Square Garden, tied 1-1, Cavs versus Knicks. All right, fellas, we're going to give our parting shots as we give out of here this evening, wrapping it up and talking about what's going forward with Cleveland. Who do you need to see to show up and show out in Madison Square Garden for game three? Tate, tell me, who's the Cavs? player that's got to show up the best and show up the most as we shift over to that garden up there in New York. Well, just piggybacking off what BP was saying again, man, I think uh, the crowd, the crowd in Cleveland had, had a lot of, a lot of New York, New York fans there, but equally the same by what a seven hour drive. I think you're going to see a lot of Cleveland fans in the garden also. Yeah. Um, the player I look most is showing up. I mean, obviously, you said it the other day, can Garland do more? Garland can do more than what he did tonight, and we got to win. 
So I think in game three on the road, being the experienced playoff, playoff player for the Cavs, kind of the de facto elder statesman, the you know the guy with playoff experience i look for garden to step up and do a little more and it's and he's going home you know from long island and it's the mecca i mean like 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 we said in our show with uh with with sean st jock from from the the shock shock jock Knicks podcast that you know i mean new york might not always have the home court advantage at home because everybody wants to put on the show or do something special in the mecca so they're coming to new york uh, tie one to one. Want to get that that game they lost at home back quick as possible. So the the the, the I look for Garland. I mean Mitchell to do more. Garland to kind of kind of even out from his performance in game one and game two and finish somewhere in the middle. And Levert to give us more of the same. Maybe not twenty four points, but if he gives us 16, 18, and that and that that uh third playmaker on the court and the bigs just do what bigs do just just rebound play defense block shots you'll get your buckets off 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 driving kicks yeah so you know an offensive rebounds your, your ability to hustle yeah so I, li- I like where the Cavs is going i hope to see i think i hope to see lavert in the starting lineup get it going early and often and then you had a three-guard rotation where you where you with lavert mitchell and garland and you have two of them in at all times, and you just sub one out for somebody else, maybe Okoro, maybe Chetty, and you go like that. I think that's the way the Cavs can control the game. For sure. BP, big-time players make big-time plays and big-time games. What do you see moving forward as our Cavs move to the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, and work to get this win in game three? I think uh... – I think a lot of pressure will be on Evan Mobley. And also he's, you know, he's a second year player. He still hasn't grown into probably his final, you know, body type. So, you know, he has been guarding Randall. So, you know, I think if Mobley, I think I can pretty much count on Donovan Mitchell to do well, Garland to do pretty well. Levert's going to get his, but Mobley to me is a, is a key X factor. Mm. And then, also, I've said before the series started, R.J. Barrett was an X factor. And we I agree with all of you guys on the Thursday show. You know, Tate mentioned that as well. So far, he hasn't shot well. And I, I'm not a big fan of R.J. Barrett. So as long as he continues not to shoot well, basically that gives the Knicks only two scores, you know, starting scores. So I like our chances. You know, Emmanuel quickly has not gotten off in this series. He can be pretty good. You know, obviously he's a solid, you know, uh, six man off the bench. So, uh, you know, Obi Toppin tonight was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So you know, he made some, a lot of stupid mistakes, air balls, badness, you know, whatever. So, hey, 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 hey man, just, just to chime in, BP, because you brought it up. Brunson, Barry, and Randall shot a combined, a combined uh, 16, no, 17 of 50 from the field. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll take that. That's about thirty three percent. About thirty percent, thirty three percent. Yeah, and that's that. Like in the beginning of the game, when I see Randall missing long shots, I see you know Jalen Brunson missing long shots. That bodes well for us. That's almost like a victory. You know, that's something to keep your eye on. You know how the game starts. You know, last Saturday night the Knicks were ahead of us the whole game. We were down by 10, 12 points the entire game. Tonight right. we flipped the script on them, and that's 
you know, again, there's going to be pressure on the Knicks also to perform. And I'm hoping the Knicks sort of play like the Knicks have played in their last 10 years, you know, underachieve and all that stuff. There's going to be pressure on them too. You know, the crowd could turn on them also at Madison Square Garden. I've seen that happen. So, hey, it's, it's going to be fantastic. And uh, look forward to a Cavs win, hopefully on Friday night. For sure, for sure. All right, fellas. Once again, big win tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers. 107-90 versus the New York Knicks. Hey, thanks for checking us out on the FFSN Sports Network for that's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. As I take it home and close this out, we're talking about watching us on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and all the other places that you can listen, check our podcast listen, out. Listening to us on those platforms. For sure, for sure. So you can listen and or watch. That's rather Cavaliers on all the podcasts. Watch, watch, watch on the YouTube Know It All's channel. For sure, for sure. You can also check us out as stated on the Know It All's podcast moving forward. As for me, Big G, my boy Tate, and BP, we're closing it out. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs.